uh, people will make a list, review their, their the things that have happened in uh, their lives over the past 11 months, 12 months almost. And as we approach the new year, it's really important that we still take a look. We've had wonderful um, lessons from Apostle Bernard and also Apostle Janita that has helped us prepare. And what we're going to do, we are going to uh, do a review of those things so that we can continue. You know, it's not just enough for us to review the lessons, but we need to uh, allow Holy Spirit to teach us what it is that we need to focus on. We can focus on a lot of things, but how does it impact our lives and how does it impact the kingdom? So we're gonna to talk today about preparing to progress. So in our last, um, I believe our Saturday session, Apostle Bernard talked on principles for finishing well. And one of the things that he really pointed out when starting out, we need to watch over our heart. So Proverbs 23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. And Father, we just thank you for the review that we are about to embark on today. Let your words set fire to our hearts. Let there be an enlightenment in our minds. Let us understand where we are and what we need to do. Let us not cast aside the lessons that we have received, but let us dig in and allow the Holy Spirit to highlight those areas that we need to work on and that we need to uh, embrace as we move forward into this next new year. One of the things that I find is that as we're trying to move forward, that we look for a date, you know, January 1st. And if, if, um, we follow the Hebrew year, you know, back in September, we started um, following the, the times and the seasons. But one of the things that we need to understand is, is that we can have a new year, a new day every day. We don't have to wait until, you know, two weeks from now, or even, you know, sometimes even when our birthdays come around, we decide we're going to do things different. But today is the day of the Lord. Today is the day where we can decide to make changes. We don't have to wait for anything but to um, get ourselves to a place of humbly seeking what God wants and then obeying what he says. So the first thing that we were talking about in Proverbs 4 and 23, it says, watch over your heart for with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Now, um, other scriptures say, you know, give diligence to those things. Not just, you know, figure out one or two things, but really set our minds and our hearts to it. Why? Because everything flows from our heart and our soul. And it's from our heart is where we learn and where we are trained. Now, I know you may not be able to see the slide, but one of the things that I feel that is really important is sometimes we don't know what the soul can, uh, encompasses. Sometimes we just think that, um, you know, we hear the term, your soul is your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And, and that's it. But if we don't dig in and understand what the soul is, how can we fix? How can we uh, prepare properly 
and, and embrace the scriptures about what it says that we need to fix. So it's impossible to identify any area that needs healing or deliverance if we don't know what our souls contain. And there are like five different, I call them containers or buckets. So when we think about it, it says that our mind, our thoughts, our memory, and our consciousness is how we think. That's part of our soul. And in the scriptures where you hear the term soul and heart, usually they can mean the same thing, but you have to be careful and look at what it's saying in the original when you're studying out what those scriptures are. Doesn't always mean, heart doesn't always mean the soul. So it's important that we really look at what that might mean. So when it talks about our will and our purposes, that's what you do. Um, our emotions, our feelings, our passions is how we feel. If um, our intellect, our intelligence, our character is how we act and how we live, and our desires, our appetites, our inclinations, our, our propensities, this is what we want, our desires. So there's like about five different components that embrace the soul, and it's important that we understand and know what the soul means so that we can properly um, apply the right scriptures. We're going to get into a, a moment some of the... Uh, really excellent tools that we've been provided. So one of the other things that uh, we were looking at as it relates to principles for receiving, uh, finishing well is preparation is key. We can't prepare. The scripture that was given to us is Proverbs 30 and 25. It says, uh, look at the end, gather provision for the journey. A preparation is Developing your potential, preparation and potential go hand in hand. Potential is the capacity of what can be. Preparation is the bridge that brings potential into reality. And the scripture that we have is Proverbs 30, 25. It talks about that, that in the summer, now my mother used to do this. In the summer, she would start preparing for the fall and the winter. Those of us, it's Christmas season now and um, my parents would hide stuff starting in like September, October. So we couldn't find the gifts. We never could understand how that was possible because we searched all over the house. But in, the, in advance, they would purchase things and hide them away. Um, in the parable of the ant, it talks about how the ant begins to save up and prepare for the winter. Right. Now, how many of us in, in seasons, and we can talk about this now. So, uh, Many prophetic words have come about what's to happen in the next year, but how are we prepared for that? Okay, so I have a freezer full of meat, but what about my salt? <laughs> what about my storing up for my soul? What is it that I need to prepare to strengthen my resolve in case things turn to the left? So it's really important that we get to the place that not only do we do things in the natural, that we prepare in the natural, that we strengthen in the natural. Amen. Praise God. That we strengthen in the natural, um, but we want to take inventory of what it is that was happening with our soul. And that's really important. It's, it's really, really important. I'm going to talk too much now. Let's see. <laughs> it's really important that we embrace um, how the Lord is highlighting and 
all of us know, those of us that are in relationship with the Lord, he really is being nitpicky. He really is highlighting some things that he said, Pam, you can't go into 2024 like this. You can't do it. There's certain things you can't slide. You need to pay attention. You need to address it now because, you know, and it doesn't have to be what supposedly is going to happen in 2024. What about today? What about tomorrow? So it's important that these things don't keep us off guard. It's really important that we really understand that there is a way that seems right into man, but the end is destruction. So God does has not um, given us toward fear because fear brings torment, but he has a way of ushering us into the peace if we would just be obedient. He really desires that we would get to the place that we are not just um beating the air you may those of you that will get a chance to see the 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 powerpoint is someone that decides that they are going to run this race now, i won't tell y'all a bunch of stories about how i used to run track but um there was there were certain things that we have to do and now i'm seeing my granddaughter that 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 every day every day they're on the track they're preparing they they are um monitoring and challenging and all those things to build up so that they can get the prize and so should we. So there is something that we need to understand that God is in the place that he really wants us to pay attention. Thank you. He really wants us to pay attention, really wants us to see what it is that he has for us. Now, so understanding, have you ever seen someone you say, they don't even know? Yes. But how many times have we said that about ourselves? That we don't, we don't really understand what's happening. One of the things that Apostle Bernard really talked about was Isaiah 40, 28, 31, that we have to know our life. There's nothing worse than we deceive ourselves. Right. Scripture says, have you not known? Have you not heard? Now, we know a lot of stuff, and we heard a lot of stuff. But this, to me, this was the most powerful. And when you get a chance, please get to Isaiah 40. Read the whole chapter. I mean, it really talks about the power of God, the sovereignty of God, his purposes, who he is, and, and his strength. It says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. He doesn't pass out because you have a trial. You may feel like that. He doesn't get weak or weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the young youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So that word renewal, that means there's a going back um, to the beginning of the first impartation of the strength. He's there to give you uh, a renewal of that strength. It's, it's something that he delights to do in his people if we would get in the process or in his presence enough to be strengthened. 
How do we not strengthen? How 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 we moved away to things that don't strengthen us? It gets crazy, and sometimes we just want to chill out. So we we turn on the TV and we veg out there. We eat too much, or we just like let's sleep it off. Those are indications, Pam. Those are indications. But God wants to renew your strength. Strength in the things that don't matter, that don't really that actually complete us. So it's important that we recognize that He is the strength that passes all the other stuff. Yeah. That will pull you out from TV land and Netflix and all those other things and those big delicious dinners with extra desserts and the things that we find solace in that doesn't give us any peace at all. So He wants to renew our strength. What happens to those of us that rely on that? They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. You won't get out of breath. They shall walk and not faint. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, what are you expecting? Look for What are you looking for? A hope in him. What is your hope? Will gain new strength and renew their power. Okay, so you got some power. All right. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. Never seen that. Uh, that's the amplified. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. There's a lot of things that can wear you out now. I've never seen so much information that assaults our minds, just constant, yeah. the news. And if it's not the news, it's your neighbor. And if it's not your neighbor, it's your family. If it's not your family, it's the job. If it's not the job, it's church folks. It's something that is always, can always bombard our minds with thoughts of, of stress and worry. And that's why it's important that we have to have this understanding. And I'm encouraging you to really review um, Isaiah 40. It's such a, a powerful chapter. So waiting on the Lord is living because we are moving through the seasons of life. Our expectation is that the Lord is with us through every season, Amen. even Amen. the difficult ones. And you know, he's really there. And sometimes it looks like nobody's there, but he is there. While we are waiting, we are renewing our strength, which means to change the way we get strong. We talked about that, and we'll talk a little bit more about strength training that Apostle Teresa, uh, Apostle Janita taught us um, last week, week before last. So waiting is not a passive response. That's that's the thing. Well, I'm going to just wait on the Lord, and I'm going to just chill till he shows up. No. You can't get strong. We, we have to press in. Waiting in the Hebrew, excuse me, means um, is living in the moment. What are we doing right now? Life is all about movement, mounting up. Can you see how these things move? Mounting up, walking, there's a progression. I'm getting ready, I'm walking, and I'm running. Running means acceleration. We are progressing but we are not in a hurry. Mm -hmm. We're not running ahead of God. Yes. So 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. So how are we equipped to run? Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? 
Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. We don't go overboard in one area and leave the other um, lax. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown, uh, therefore I run, I run, I run like this, not with uncertainty. We don't run all around the, uh, all the track field. We had a, um, one of the guys was on the male track team and uh, very fast. And he was running, but he ran with his eyes closed. So do you know what happened? He ran into something. How is it that we run sometimes headlong in stuff we ain't even aware of where we go? We don't even take time to see God might give us a little glimpse of something. We say, oh, we got it. We're gone. He's like, no, not yet. Not now. Wait. Maybe I just showed you, but I wasn't trying to tell you to do something about it. Running with our eyes closed. He says, no. So we don't run uncertainly. Thus I fight. Night is one beating the air. What's the point of fighting if you're not going to connect with something? <laughs> beating the air. But I discipline, uh-oh, let's say that word, discipline my body. We hate exercise. <laughs> I would, never mind. <laughs> and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. We've seen in many sports, and Apostle Paul was teaching this in an area where they had all these Greek games. We watch it now with the Olympics, but they had their own thing. So all of this really made sense to them because this is how they, he was connecting an idea so that they could understand what he was saying and how important it is for us not just to run, but to fight, right? Apostle Janita also gave us such a powerful lesson about what it looks like. Now, we're still talking about preparing to progress. What it looks like fighting without her king. How many of you remember that? And I'm encouraging those of you to go back and watch the video. That was powerful because um, the saints can really get to a place where we, we fight and Jesus said, no, we're around. The king is not on the throne of our hearts. We're on the throne. So what does that look like fighting without our king? That we're unable to receive the whole truth, the full blessing or the full healing. We're living in partial truth. Now, how bad is that? You know what that's like? That's like not knowing that God is your father, not understanding your sonship. We're disconnected. And if you can't remember how she had that person and there was all kinds of things all around them, fighting in their brain and their ear, coming out their mouth. And, and when we're in a state of confusion, that's what happens. But I want you to know that God has not prepared that kind of life for us. He wants us to know him. He wants us to understand so that we are not disconnected from the mind of Christ. We have a faulty foundation or a fragmented mind. Because what's inside of us will show up right. real big in living color, italicized, bold, underlined. It shows up. And, we, and there's nothing we can do about that. 
unless we change. So what is our posture? We were looking at Matthew 26, 1 through 24, and it talked about the woman who was um, anointing Jesus' uh, feet with the oil, and, and the disciples were upset. Why are you wasting this oil? We could have sold this to feed the poor. And Jesus had to tell those that were supposed to be close to him, walking with them, he had to check them and tell them that leave this woman alone. She's, she's preparing me for my burial. Why? Like he was saying, what is it to you? But the sad thing about it at this point was something. How is it that we're at odds with our king? How is it that we disagree with what God has said? And sometimes we don't think we're disagreeing, but we're disagreeing. We've all been there. We're like, God, God, Satan, Lord, you always rebuking the Lord. Always confusing who he is. So God's very own people take issue with some of the things that he says. This is a fragmented mind. Our thoughts are not in alignment. We're supposed to have our thoughts like his thoughts. We must change our behavior because we are called to overcome. And if we don't change that, if we don't change our mind and our soul, we will get to the place where we will become unwilling to make changes. So we were provided a strategy, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've incorporated, but I thought it was genius um, how um, we were given the scriptural action plan. Now, this is a sign, let me reiterate, this is a sign of your regular prayer time, your regular study time, so it's going to take time for you to set aside to put your action plan together. One of the things that I love about this is because on any job, and, and maybe this has been your experience, I don't know, but have you ever been hired for a position and they just leave you and not give you some instruction? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know how that felt. It was just so uncomfortable. You, you're like bewildered, like what, what I'm supposed to do and you're afraid to do something because it might be the wrong thing to do. But all scripture is given to us for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. So it's not like we don't have help. Right. We have to put the work in. We have to understand what the will of the Lord is. He wants you to understand he's not playing hide and seek. He's left it in his word. And this particular process improvement script, scriptural action plan was genius. So what I did, and, and you may want to go back and highlight the areas for yourself, but I put it in order so I understand where I'm going next. So for one, number one, I put objective. My objective is to grow in likeness and image. That's my objective. Number two, the strategy. How do I do this? Number three, schedule. That's where we get stuck because we feel like we're too busy. How is it that we're too busy to be in the presence of the Lord or with our creator? How, is, how busy do, how, something else has to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something else has to go. That might mean you, you sacrifice an hour of sleep. Oh, God. That might mean you cut off the TV or something else or, or friends or phones or whatever. So we have to decide, okay, schedule me. Let me make time. Well, Lord, I'm already praying for an hour. You know? No. I often make this, this um, confession to the Lord. 
And I know people say, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. My confession to him is, Lord, I love you, but not enough. Have you measured your love? Have you measured? Has he convicted you about something? And you just say, oh, okay, I'll do it later. Or maybe not. That was number three. Schedule. Make some time for this scriptural action plan. Because once you put it in place, let me give you an example. So I targeted something that, that I have been wrestling with for a long time that I don't like. And I know the Lord wants to bring healing in that area. So I took that. Let me just pull something out the air. Let's, let's talk about fear. So I took some time and I did a research on all the scriptures that related to fear. For you, it might be healing. It might anything, anything. Anything that you feel, feel is a stumbling block to you, because you know you, maybe. So <laughs> you take that one topic, you develop that scripture, and these are things that you are, and Apostle Teresa has given us different tools and, and lists for us to memorize, but now this is specific to you. You make that list of scriptures. You act. You put it into action. You, this is what you start doing. You start uh, memorizing it because the word that you um, increase, inhale, eat, transforms you. Yeah, we want somebody sprinkle um, fairy dust and wave their hand and all those other things, but the word is what transforms us. Number five, collaboration. Partner with someone so you don't drink your own Kool-Aid. Because we can tell ourselves how wonderful we are. But get with somebody that will tell you the truth about you. We don't like that. One of the things that I've seen in the church that's different from the world, they will give you a performance review. Mm -hmm. That dilutes all the Kool-Aid. None of that. You might do this well, but you're not doing this well. Holy Spirit wants to highlight things where he can do some work in us. So we collaborate with someone. Get a friend, prayer partner, whatever, so that you won't fall into the area or the error of believing that everything is okay. All right. Check. Um, incorporate insights and feedback. Whatever feedback you've got, you check it. You check what Holy Spirit is, is highlighting to you. Number seven, implementation. Move from concept to reality. Because we, like we like concepts until it starts chipping off things. Number eight, improvement. Review for growth, rinse and repeat. So we, if we can take one thing like that and then move to the next thing and, and the next thing. God always has, we always have room for improvement and this is how we progress. So one of the um, really highlighted ways of how to strengthen ourselves, these were um, excellent, ideas and lessons that Apostle Janita gave us was getting strength training. It never feels good in the natural. You're just like, God, you feel the burn. It, it hurts. It's probably like, I'll talk about me. I I have a treadmill in my house and it's <laughs> enough said. Okay. Strength, train your body. You must work out every day. We can't change, you know, okay, so here's a statistic. 
January 1st, a whole bunch of people are going to sign up for gym memberships. <laughs> I've been there. Maybe the first two weeks, maybe a month. They still taking money out your account and you ain't even showed up no more. But let not this be, let this be the day of your salvation. Let this be the day of change that you incorporate your membership in the kingdom and take advantage of the benefits of the word. So in strength training, training our body, we have to work out every day. This is 1 John 4, 15 through 19. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Now you're probably thinking, what, are, what has this got to do with a workout? So uh, previously we were talking about walking. There was a progression. So walking, this is our, well, our love walk. And while we might want to focus on our love walk and how we treat our neighbor and our friend and our brother and our sister, how do we love God? Because it's his love that allows us to, to treat others right. It is his love. So all of this and that strengthens us is knowing his love. Some of what we may be missing is understanding the love of God. We can look across the landscape of Christianity and we, we understand that some of this, the, the attributes of God's love is missing. But let not it be missing in us. And I'm not talking about that ooey gooey squishy love because the love of God will check you and he will correct you. He chastens those he loves. We may not like that chastening, but it's proof of his love. I don't think you love me if you see that I'm um, in error or something that could be improved and you don't tell me. So it's important that we understand um, the love of God, why? So we can show that same love to others. Strength training our emotions, becoming the mind of Christ. Remember, we talked about how we feel about things. Uh, that container in our souls about how we feel, what we think about um, the things of God. So for who, First uh, Corinthians 2, 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we, but we, but we have the mind of Christ. This gets rid of that instability, that fragmented mind that we talked about earlier. First um, Corinthians 2, 16. The next one is Romans 12 and 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to prove that. I think that's been one of the things that we, we, don't, we don't like tests. <laughs> we don't want to have to, uh, we want to be graded on a curve. But there is a way that the Lord is saying that for the mind of Christ, there has to be transformation in our mind. He wants to make sure that we begin to take on his, his thoughts. And the reason we need that is so that 
because our minds are in the way. The way we think is in the way. How we, how we uh, process, you know, and one of the things the Lord began to show me this morning is that we, God has such power to transform us, yes. but we have believed in the trauma. We have enveloped, we have grabbed hold, but this is what happened to me. When that becomes our testimony, then we eclipse the will of God in our life. And all of us have been through something. I'm not saying that we haven't, but there's a power that exists that he wants to get us to the place where we are free from the grip of what happened to us. Yes, it happened. It happened. We won't deny that it did. But there's a power that God wants to reside in us so, so that so does he just heal bodies? He heals souls. He heals the traumas that happen in our souls. I think I did it again. <laughs> he wants to heal those places that we hide. He wants to shine that light in that dark place that we want to hide so that we're not hurt again, so that we're not wounded again. But we can't properly even walk in forgiveness if we don't allow him to touch our hearts because that is still, thank you so much, going to be um, a place that's a sore spot. He wants to heal our sore spots. All right. Strength training your spirit, becoming one with the will of God. Hebrews 2, 6 through 13. But one testified in a certain place saying, what is man? Can you imagine that? They, they were just in awe of how God set up humanity. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory. Can you just see yourself in that place? All that he has done, we're a little lower than the angels. He's crowned us with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. So why, why are there some things that are looking us in the eye? Why are there some things that are eye level when he's placed everything under our feet? We don't even have to see it. But now, do you not yet see all things put under him? But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone, bringing many sons to glory, not just one or two, many sons to glory, for it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I, and the children whom God has given me. Do you see all of that that is building up and, and, and changing our perception of what we think we are to who we're supposed to be? Many sons to glory, being the captain of our salvation. All of these are sanctifier. He's the one. We look for other things to sanctify us, and they cannot. 
He's perfect. So here's something that I want you to understand. Wheat is always interested in the production of their king. What the king is doing, what our king is doing, that's what we need to be interested in. And sometimes you really have to make sure that you are um, understanding that this is what the king is doing. Because there are many false Christ in the world saying that I am Christ and they are not. Meaning that what they produce will not um, exhibit the glory of God in the long run for, for whatever reason. Number two, our desires have to align with his will. The scripture, uh, we used to love to quote um, that the Lord will give us the desires of our heart. We love it. How about he'll give you the desires of your heart when your heart aligns with his? Real easy. Number three, he's the captain of our soul. So if you look at a captain, how is he steering you? How is he, is he sending you into, into danger? Is he allowing you to take control of the ship? You, you run in the helm? Not when you're really in uh, communion with him. Is he our sanctifier? Absolutely. We must press into the will of God and clarity really is hearing his voice. We don't have to be confused. Lord, is that you? Is that the devil? Is that me? We need to have clarity. What is he saying? And we don't have to recycle words. He's given fresh instructions for us. We can't use the strategy that we use for one thing and bring it over to a different situation. He is not like that. He can give us specificity in the things that he wants us to know. And not just that, he knows how to give you different strategy for different things. If we are willing. I did it again. <laughs> It's really important that we begin to hear what he's saying in this season because he may want to release something to you today that you need for today. And don't put it off for tomorrow. Have you ever missed a deadline? Yes. <laughs> Either because we didn't know that the deadline existed, we got the information too late, or we just push it to the side. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean? It's not that we're being afraid of the Lord, but we reverence him in our life so that we understand how important it is. And people have said this in this season, but it's true. We can't, we can't um, wait. So the Lord strengthens us to overcome and win the fight. We don't have to be boxed in the air. There's nothing that the enemy can do to defeat you has to deal with our mind. What are we thinking? He's a defeated foe, but do we really believe that when stuff happens? Are we are we believing God over the life of Christ? And we must know who we are. And this is how we progress. So here's some points to ponder. I want you to write these down. These are some very pointed questions so that you can make this, this work these strategies work. I loved it the first night. I was just like, let me dig in because I, I got work to do. You must know who you are in Christ. So your question is, who am I? And maybe who do you want to be? Because if we're honest, we can always see that there's a gap in our understanding in identity. 
who am I? The second is, and you all will have access to the uh, to the PDF, the presentation has these questions on it. Am I at odds with God's plan? Are we mad? Are we, we sitting down calm, but we're stumping around in our spirit, slamming doors, angry at God? <laughs> like, you know this was going to happen and you let it happen. And we smelling everything, but inside it's a whole hurricane. Wow. So am I at odds? Thank you all for your patience. We're going to see if we can resume in just a second. I'm going to go ahead for those of you who don't have the PDF, post the rest of the questions that Apostle Pamela was reading. So those of you who had an opportunity to pull up the PDF, the questions were in there. Apostle Pamela talked about who am I? Am I at odds with God's plan? Do I honestly understand the power of Christ in me? Where am I embracing his likeness and image? And then the last question was, where am I rejecting his likeness and image? So those are the five questions that she was referring to. And again, it's in the PDF. So you can um, go ahead and either write those down. But again, you have the PDF. And if any of you are having trouble accessing the PDF, if you let us know, we can send you a copy of that via email. Um, or um, if you don't have time to write them down, you can always screenshot and take a picture of these five concluding uh, questions. Um, Apostle Pamela also referred to the scriptural action plan. For those of you, if you saw it in the chat box, there's a scriptural action plan template that's in there that you can feel free to use. Um, that was posted at about uh, 1229 Eastern Standard Time. So if you click that, you'll see the template for the scriptural action plan. You can feel free to use that or you can create one of your own. But again, we thank you. We uh, may try to reconnect. We were going to have an opportunity for you all to ask questions at the end. Um, so just hold tight for a second. And um, if something happens, we're going to go ahead and pause to uh, take some of your questions if you have any. I don't know if the other leaders uh, want to um, mention anything or if you have any questions. I did continue to post uh, the Give Love Five. see that this word says that with him fighting with us, one can chase a thousand because he fights with us and as he's promised us. Therefore, take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. What we really need to decide today, not to let these instructions slip. Not to just have to decide, you know, we pray for strategies. We pray, Lord, help me, tell me what to do. I'll do it, I'll obey. And then he gives us something really simple. And we have heartily do it. When we look at um, athletes to get to their peak performance, they put in some time. And for us to get to the place where we are peak at what God wants from us, we have to put in some time. And we have to feel that time being strengthened in our internet. So it's important. 
Um, I want to encourage you to go back through this lesson. I'm encouraging you to start your scriptural action plan so that you can be strengthened. There, there are things that are on the horizon and we don't want to be caught off guard. We don't have to be because he's given us so much. So Father, we just thank you for your word today. We ask that you would strengthen us in our inner man, places where we have been weak, the places where we have even been um, ignorant, not aware of what it is that you want to do, not aware that you can do it. Father, even in the places of weariness that is an enemy of progress, where we have just leaned into the things that wear us down and keeps us from seeking you when you have been so, so available. You have said that we are clean through the word which you have spoken. Let's, let's embrace that. Let's dig into understanding that. Lord, I just thank you that you will uh, blow every area of confusion out of our minds. You cause us to walk in truth. Your word is the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So allow us to be a, get away from everything that would lie, speak lies to us about your love for us, our identity in you, how we can move into lightness and fullness, our identity, Father, things that we have acted as if we had no father. But we just thank you for everything that you have done, even today that your word is transferring for me. Thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit, just because you love us and you're drawing us closer to you. We thank you, Father, that this word will rise up in us and we will not fall back. Thank you for your teaching, the strategy, your words. And we bless um, all of those that are here online, those that are here in person. Thank you for Apostle Teresa. Thank you, Father, for her vision to even allow us to get to this place of understanding in your word. And we bless your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Amen.